Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Hits Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potter? Sky Guasco back with you, the host of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod, episode 265. Today, joined by my man Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I feel like I've introduced you about you know 35 times here on the podcast, man. You don't need much introduction, but Chris, welcome back. Week one in the books, week two coming up. I know you just had your first official league meeting. You have a 25-year-long home league meeting with dads and uncles and cousins and family. Uh, a lot of fun on your side, man. How are you doing? How was week one for you? And I'm taking everybody's gauge right off the bat. Give me one thing you were surprised in positively and one thing that surprised you negatively from week one. Yeah, it was good, dude. Uh, yeah, we kicked off our first weekly meeting. So for those of you um, you know, who maybe don't tune into the Commish podcast, we have weekly meetings in the home league. And so we have auction drafts. Uh, we have a short bench, and so that drives up the money. Washington's defense going for $45 in my home league. So, so before we get too far into this conversation, yeah. please bring us back to last year's Drew Brees fiasco. All right. So, all right. So it's, it's, it's uh, I, I'll try to make this as quickly, as quick as possible. Cause I'll get into a tangent as far as, as far as our home league structure goes. But basically uh, the home league that we have in my, in, you know, uh, in far over here, Massachusetts, Southern Mass. Uh, basically, we have a short bench, and the short bench means that uh, you know you aren't able to stash dudes like you normally would in, in most leagues. And so, because of that, you know we only roster, for example, thirty-three wide receivers. Right? We had Darius Slayton have to get auctioned today, or like this past draft, or the past, the past meeting that we just had, where Darius Slayton's obviously being, you know, not only rostered but started in most most people's leagues. So that kind of just gives you a feel for how short the benches are. Last year, when Drew Brees was out. We, uh, so let me give you a little more context. We play a two QB super flex league, but QB premium league. So we have a half point per throwing completion, which means that quarterbacks are valued far more than pretty much any other position, right? We try to mirror it very closely to the NFL. So when Drew Brees went out, I think he was out for like five weeks or so. You, in our league, you literally can't take an L uh, for that long, right? So we're not playing head to head. We're playing overall points. So the guy who had Drew Brees had to drop Drew Brees until Drew Brees came back. But because QBs are so valuable in our league and because of how short benches are, when Drew Brees finally came back that week, we had an auction bid and Drew Brees went for ultimately $501. Now, I just want to be clear with this because this <laughs> blew me away, bro. 
I want to be clear. This is not fab. This is actual real dollars. Real dollar bills. That's right. Yeah. Not talking fab here. This is, this is real dollar bills. And if you don't pay your dues every week, you aren't able to make roster moves. So that's how we control that. So dudes can't just pick up and drop guys or, you know, outbid other players, however, however much they want to. This is something we've had to, you know, these are rules that have been added throughout the years, right? So dudes are doing that in the past. But moving forward, you know, for the past five years or so, you cannot pick up dudes however, you know, willy-nilly, however, however much you want to. You have to pay your dues every week. So that $500 needed to be paid the next week. So or as, Rand, uh, as yeah. Randy Moss would say, this is straight cash, homie. Straight Correct? cash, homie. Yep. Wow. Wow. Get that bread. Unbelievable. So I, I love this structure, man. I mean, you guys have kind of the, the craziest, uh, craziest structure I've thought of. I've been in a, in a full point completion league, our, our league of record that's been run about 12, 15 years now. Uh, we actually started with uh, full point completion. So guys like Eli Manning were accidentally putting up 55 points a week. I mean, that was just the standard. I had Michael Vick uh, yep. in like 2007 or whatever. Uh, he put up 94 points uh, one week. Matt Flynn, the backup for the Packers for one week in week 17, he put up 104 points in our league. He had like six touchdowns or something that week. Yeah, so yeah. I love the different formats. But the fact that you guys do actual real cash money uh, for your bids is, is pretty phenomenal, man. So I, I appreciate that. Yo, it's great to have you in, man. This is going to be a season-long series. You and I did this last year. I know that a lot of people are pumped on this. We have two listener leagues this year for the TCK pod. Of course, we're also in the commission. Uh, listener league as well. So, so we've been very connected over the last two seasons and um, Chris, you and I are going to be breaking this down every Friday. We're going to be doing the, uh, the rookie league for the TCK pod. We're going to be doing the rookie league recap from the weekend pre uh, previous and then previewing the week coming up. And then we'll also do it for the veterans league that you and I uh, are both in as well as Lucas. Now, uh, Josh, who uh, is your co-host for the commish, he is uh, kind of the sub-commish in our rookie league. And then Dwayne on our side, a.k.a. Dwee's Nuts, uh, for the TCK pod, he is also kind of the second commish in the rookie league as well. And spoiler alert, those two are up against each other right away here in week two, which would be interesting to get into. So I'm pumped to do this every single week, man. People have been blowing us up in the DMs. We have 24 participants this year in the listener league, both for the veteran and the rookie league. So I'm stoked to break this down, man. And, um, you know, again, I, I do want to get some, you know, general feels of how, how you took week one, um, you know, senior Patriots. Uh, it wasn't, pretty but they got the w uh but also senior boy brady um struggle mightily down in tampa um i do want to get a general gauge just quickly on how you felt about week one uh, again let me know something that that surprised you positively and something that surprised you negatively and then we'll dive into the league recaps and previews yeah definitely so i think on the negative side i think the first thing that kind of comes to mind i think it's like two things and maybe it's just like i feel like they're going to turn the corner at some point but damn the cleveland browns look like a fucking terrible and and it's just unfortunate man because like i i just don't understand how a team that has has as much talent as far as positional players goes can't seem to figure out an offense at some point we were talking about this on the commission pod like at some point uh all excuses go away i think this just comes down to baker mayfield has to be it just has to be like like we we've obviously got rid rid of kitchens i don't think it's the fancy i don't think it's Chubb or Odell or Landry or, or Hunt or anybody else really. I, I mean, they just signed Hooper. It's a good good tight end. I, I don't know. I just I just don't understand it. So I mean, granted, I'm not saying that Baltimore's defense isn't good. They obviously are, but they just yeah. they but they just can't. Like I just don't understand how you can get nothing done, zero done. So mm-hmm. again, 
not i don't want to be too knee-jerk reaction on this like it could be a combination of like a lot of those common like a lot of those factors we just talked about plus 2020 no preseason games less reps a lot of different changes so it could be a little bunch of that but man at some point you know monitor that close with baker mayfield i just don't know if that's going to work out um the other negative thing i kind of saw was like man the offensive line for for the philadelphia eagles that's gonna be a problem like i mean they're they're already struggling offense as far as weapons go. You got the Zach Ertz problem. Didn't realize that that was going to be too big. Unfortunately, you heard reports coming out saying that, you know, he's having screaming matches with the executives on the team about his contract. So that's not good. And they have offensive line problems. So Eagles have, uh, have some work to do. Uh, plus side, dude, very, very excited to see DeAndre Hopkins just absolutely Holy lighting shit. it up. Loved watching that every could, part of it, and it was even better watching them do it against the 49ers. Sorry, I was gonna say, could it could it could have been a, <laughs> a different team, but I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. So, I don't know, it was just like really great to see that you know, for a guy that was kind of being critiqued as a receiver that might not be able to adapt to the change, and you know, it was basically like you know, was his quarterback by committee sort of like a fluke throughout his seat, like throughout his career? Man, dude's the truth, like he's the Paul Pierce of uh of um of football he really is <laughs> nice reference bro i like it yeah i agree man and i just talked to Dwayne on the previous podcast yesterday that like you know it was unfortunate it was against you know my niners i'm a niner fan there's no no secret about that here on the podcast but holy shit there was no denying the talent overall of deandre hopkins it was straight up just the the bare bones what we see i mean Look, Odell Beckham, good, I know he's yeah. been struggling and he struggled with the Giants the last couple seasons or whatever. But look, he's one of the uber talented wide receivers just straight up in the game. Fine. He's been struggling. But we saw him just collapse last year because he couldn't link with Baker. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, well, DeAndre's going to do that with Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury and a new offense and the NFC and better division and all this shit. Man, 14 receptions, 150 plus yards. <laughs> so good. I mean, just absolutely manhandled the 49ers. And yep. I don't know if it's a plus or a minus. I don't celebrate injuries by any means. Uh, and Richard Sherman is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. But I think that the Niners defense might get better uh, without Richard Sherman, to be perfectly honest with you, because they can play differently. Um, and man, your boy Jimmy G is just not getting it done for me. But that's that's a digression. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate the quick thoughts. I just, you know, there's a lot of overreactions in week one and I want to just kind of get the gauge of uh, the sure. Mish fantasy football podcast. And um, most of our listeners at this point know who you are and what you do, but for anybody, it is only week two. A lot of new listeners are popping into the podcast for us and you. So please really quickly introduce yourself, the boys and uh, exactly where we can find all your content. Yeah, of course. So yeah, anybody that's listening to us can go find us on the notable podcast platform so apple spotify google the commission fantasy football podcast and of course go check us out on our website www.thecommissionbrand.com uh go subscribe to our playbook it's our weekly newsletter comes out every tuesday after monday night football we drop and break down all the injuries week one narratives starts and sits for week two at least as far as the latest one that came up but every week we'll go ahead and update that and any around the league things that you should know that will impact your fantasy football team. So all of those things. And then of course on social media, check us out at the commission FFP on both Twitter and Instagram. Dude, love the, uh, love the playbook. You guys have done such a great job the last couple of weeks. And again, I subscribed about a month ago and Thanks, there's just so many nuggets in there. And I dropped my start sit column that I also write for fantasy football state of mind, another incredible page. You all should go follow them and check them out too. They just got over like 143,000 followers or something like phenomenal crew. I'm honored to work with them and, and write for them, but I dropped my start sit column and I made a post about it. And Josh jumped in right away from your team was like, yo, Daniel Jones also a sit for me. He was in the, uh, he was yep. in the playbook. 
look like, you know, so we're, <laughs> we're thinking alike. So I like that. Very a lot. cool. Awesome, man. All right, let's jump into it, man. We did this last year, a little, little bit of a different format. We do have two leagues. So we're going to just kind of shave off a little bit of the excess that we did last year. Last year, we dove into every roster every single week and basically broke down like who performed well, who didn't perform well the weekend before. Then we jumped into the next week, who we expect to perform well and all these other things, player by player. We frankly just have, I mean, we have 12 matchups uh, to cover here and we just don't have enough time to break down every single team all the time. So what I'd like to do instead is recap the week before that. I'm going to just list out who got the win, who took the L and the point spreads. And then we're going to jump into the following week. And then that's when we'll kind of maybe dive into rosters a little bit further and uh, see what we can bring up here. So without any further ado, let's dive into the rookie league. So again, anybody listening that's not involved with the league, the TCK pod listener league, these are listeners and followers of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Chris and the Kamish crew are in the veteran league. The veteran league is strictly people who were in the league last year. So it has nothing to do with your experience overall. It's if you were in the league last year, you moved up to the veteran league, the top four uh, of the rookie league will move into the veteran league. The bottom four of the veteran league will fall to the rookie league. And then those other eight players in the rookie league will be dismissed and have to reapply or open up eight more spots for next year. So it's kind of a long-term season-long survival pool, if you will. Uh, just kind of a nice kind of a cutthroat guillotine format that we're trying out this year. But we do have a rookie league, and again, it has nothing to do with how long you've been playing fantasy football. It strictly means you're the first time into the listener league itself. Therefore, you are a rookie. So we'll start with the new kids on the block, Chris. You and I are not participating in this league. There's no room for us. Josh has taken the commish representation Dwayne is taking the TCK pod representation and otherwise there's 10 listeners, brand new listeners on the other side. So let's break it down here real quick. Last week's results, Josh got the win, narrowed it out by two points over, over Mamba forever. Of course, shouts out to Kobe Bryant. Ulysses got the big win here. 148 over Wolfpack, 112. Team Megatron all the way out in the UK got the high score on the week. 150 to 133 over J care shouts out to our girl Megan out in uh, the UK. Nice work team sack attack. I know he's a uh, good homies with the commission crew as well. We do a lot of work with him in the mock drafts preseason in the, in the IG leagues took the L against Weston big time follower on IG 147, 124 Dwee's nuts picks up the win 132 to 121 from team wagon 87. And then team Shep follows uh, falls to uh, team funk. Here, 106 to 95. Let's look at the standings really quickly. Again, it's just week one, but I'll blaze through them really quick here. Six teams that got the W, Megatron, Ulysses, Weston, Dweez Nuts, Josh, and Team Funk, and then J-Care, Sack Attack, Wagon, T-Strain, uh, and uh, Bolt of Purple, and Shep all took the L's, unfortunately. Chris, let's start jumping into some of these matchups here. So I said the, the marquee matchup, if you will, in this league this week Josh from your side, Dweez Nuts from our side, head-to-head -head battle, man. Both of those guys got a good win last week. They're both one-on-one -on -one right off the bat. But just like the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs coming up next week, somebody's got to fall early. Um, it's kind of commish versus TCK pod in this one. It's mm -hmm. going to be a fun one. Let's break down Josh's roster real quick, and then we'll go over to Dwayne. Again, we're not running through every single player. Just maybe mention a highlight or two here um, that you're expecting. So, Again, this is a super flex league. I'll blaze through the rosters. Dak Prescott, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, Hayden Hurst, 
James Conner for now, but I assume he would move him out, obviously, if he's hurt. And then Phillip Rivers, who stands out in this bunch? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be JT, right? I mean, I think he's kind of the X factor here as far as uh, Marlon Mack going out. So, I, you know, it, he gets more workload here. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how they use him in the passing game, knowing that, you know, Naheem um, Hines is basically the number one waiver pickup for pretty much all of fantasy football. So, uh, yeah, it's got to be JT on Josh's side. He's, he's the X factor. Totally agree. Let's jump over to the other side here. Dewey's nuts rolling out. Kyler Murray, great game. Did have 100 yards rushing, but fell back down to 91 after a couple kneel downs, but beat up on the 49ers with your boy, New Hopkins. Saquon Barkley, uh, no comment. Melvin Gordon, Cooper Cup, A.J. Green looked great and healthy. And uh, Travis Kelsey, Darius Slayton, and Derek Carr. This is an interesting one. Um, I'm going to actually say it's not Saquon as, as like a player that I'm concerned with. I'm actually going to suggest that Melvin Gordon is going to be, uh, is gonna actually going to help um, Dewey's nuts because, uh, well, Philip Lindsay is as far as I understand right now, he's not playing or at least he's questionable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's going to help Melvin Gordon, right? I mean, they were basically tied in terms of like snap share going leading into the um, second quarter. Uh, and it looked like Philip Lindsay was getting the goal line work. So uh, the fact that he's not going to be playing minimum, I mean, Royce Freeman maybe, but who knows? I think Melvin Gordon does mm-hmm. eat. And so it's very possible that that's Dwayne's X factor for this, for this game. I mean, Saquon, look, I mean, she's Saquon, 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 Saquon. He dude, the fact that he did what he did and still got 12 points with no offensive line <laughs> just tells you how safe his floor is. It's just like, man, you know, give that guy some breathing room. He's going to get you 25 without, without even blinking you guys. And I know it's Eric on your side uh, with your team, but you guys put up one of the best tweets I've seen all week. And it was a, it was like a gif or a screenshot. I'm not sure if he edited or somebody else, but it was, it was like what say, you know, uh, what we see it was, <laughs> yeah. it, was it was the, the giants versus the Steelers head to head, all the offensive linemen, whatever, just a regular bird's eye view. And it was what Saquon sees. And it was just the offensive line eliminated from the picture. Yeah. It was Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley versus the whole defense of the uh, Steelers and and look man I mean he goes up against the Bears this week Lucas and I I'm not going to take too much time on these players I'm, I'm really trying not to but it, it it's frustrating and I know Dwayne obviously knows what he's doing we've talked about this you can't not draft Saquon Barkley but the reason I had Alvin Kamara over him the reason Lucas had Zeke over him is that this this schedule for the first four games is literally like the worst it could possibly be and he has got a tough offensive line I think he could struggle the next four weeks. I'm not going to lie. I don't think this is a one-time thing. He's going to bounce yep. back right away. He's got some really, really tough opponents. I agree with you. All right, yeah, man, I agree. Hold, I'm going to yeah, move 100%. down here. Josh and Dweez coming up with the big head-to-head matchup right off the bat. Next up, we have Mamba Forever and Team Wagon. Both 0-1. These guys need to get off the schneid here. For Mamba, we got Deshaun Watson, Derek Henry, Miles Sanders, assuming he plays, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, Jonu Smith, Terry McLaurin, and Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about Allen Robinson right now. Um, from Not a, sort a happy of, camper. No, just from like a, yeah, just from like a employee standpoint. I mean, that's never good, right? It's like if the employee's happy and you know everything else is sort of structured okay and everything's working fine it's like you know they'll figure out the kinks but when the guy's disgruntled uh it's not a good it's not a good look so the fact that you're uh, that he's stuck with the Allen robinson debacle is kind of a problem so uh, you know 
a little concerned about that. He did say that he was putting it behind him, quote unquote, but we all know what that means. My question to you, Chris, is what week does Allen Robinson get traded to the 49ers? <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I would assume the sooner, the sooner the better for Jimmy G's sake. We could use a number one, and I, I think Mullins is absolutely going to love an, an Allen Robinson type <laughs> on the outside there, but uh, again, I digress. All right, let's move on to the other side here. We have Matt Ryan. Josh Jacobs, who absolutely slaughtered last week. Joe Main Mixon, who got all the work but didn't score a touchdown. Hollywood Brown, Cortland Sutton, again, assuming he plays as well. Talk about unhappy campers. You just mentioned him. Zach Ertz outplayed tremendously by Dallas Goddard. Carryon Johnson and Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some positive here. Hollywood Brown, maybe. I mean, I like, I like Hollywood Brown as an X factor here. Um, he, he had like a quietly good game despite uh, not having a touchdown, but he, I think he had 15 points, hundred plus yards. So yep. yeah, man, I am, you know me, I'm not a part, I'm not on the Joe Mixon, not on the Joe Mixon train, but it seemed like just based on what you read off, that's his RB two. Yep. Yeah. He's got Jacob so Mixon, which is a nice combo. I, I agree with that. I, I think he's got two of the better super flex options that you can have. I mean, Matt yep. Ryan, who went ridiculous 450 yards the most passing yards on the the week last week for Atlanta of course it was 90% garbage time but it counts with fantasy football he's got Matt Ryan and he's got your boy dark horse MVP vote I believe from Chris Benavides Josh Allen who was phenomenal last week and so really to have those two quarterbacks in a super flex league they have an incredible floor they both have an incredible ceiling and if both those guys are getting you 30 points, man, I mean, that's a, that's an 60 point base for fantasy rosters is, is pretty, pretty fantastic. You'll take that all day. hundred percent. Absolutely. I agree. All right, let's move on down the list here. We got Ulysses and team care. Ulysses had a big win last week. Team care took the L unfortunately for Ulysses. We have Aaron Rodgers again, four touchdowns looked absolutely phenomenal. Dalvin cook got two touchdowns himself. Malcolm Brown got the start. He got two scores. Devontae Adams, incredible stack right here, um, who should be just fine with no secondary against the Lions. Will Fuller should stay healthy. He's fine. Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones, Carson Wentz. Man, this team is stacked. I agree with you. Yeah, I don't don't really have much to say here other than, like, might need to look at a second tight end. I was always a little bit nervous about Evan Ingram this season. Uh, He's clearly not the focal point on this offense. I mean, as far as throwing goes – um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Evan Ingram, but I would say the rest of that team. My goodness, yeah. I got one for you here. He does dangerous. Have, he does have Dallas Goddard on the bench, knowing Bro. what we saw last week: over 100 yards, a That's touchdown. Starting. I think that there is a chance. There's a chance, and it's a rival thing that I'm making up in my mind. So I think it's highly unlikely. But Blake Jarwin went out, and that breaks my heart. But that's another conversation. Blake Jarwin's gone. Dalton Schultz is not the guy. The Cowboys need a tight end, and the Eagles have two of them. I'm just throwing it out there. If Zach Ertz is actually disgruntled, all the Cowboys need is a tight end in that offense. I think that would be a phenomenal move. Dallas Goddard clearly is ready to be the number one guy in Philadelphia. He was in week one. It could be a huge pickup. I think Dallas Goddard is one of the sneakiest, best pickups this entire weekend right now because, frankly, if he does what he did last week and again, he's going to be completely owned and people are going to miss out. So I really encourage people to just stash him in general. But I bring it up to you, Chris. You seem like you're willing to take another chance. Evan Ingram or Dallas Goddard? I'm, I'm going Goddard here, 100%. Like, I don't know. I just don't – I'm just not convinced that Evan Ingram's the answer in New York. I don't like their offense overall. Clearly, Carson Wentz and the Goddard connection is a thing. 
and I just don't trust the scenario with Ertz. I mean, look, Ertz will be fine long term, but yeah, I don't know. Goddard finished top ten last season, so mm-hmm. he's not a fluke. Like in Sky, credit to you, dude. You called this fucking two years ago. So mm-hmm. right on. I have been saying for a while that Dallas Goddard would overtake Zach Ertz. I made that call last year. Uh, came up short, but again, Zach Ertz, or I'm sorry, Dallas Goddard as a backup was a top 10 tight end. Zach Ertz is Zach Ertz. Look, I don't think Zach Ertz is, is, is going to fall off the table, all right? He got his touchdown. He's going to be just fine. Dallas Goddard caught a longer bomb, whatever. Nonetheless, Dallas Goddard is the truth, and I, I think he should be owned in all leagues. If people are listening to uh, the TCK pod on a regular basis, all Zach Ertz owners have Dallas Goddard anyway, but that's another conversation. All right, man, let's jump to the other side here. Team Care 93 he's got your boy TB up at the top here, Tom Brady. Uh, who, again, looked uh, horrendous, if I do say so myself. However, going against Carolina at home, if Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are healthy, I think this could be a vintage Tom game, potentially. I'm, I'm feeling that. Zeke Elliott is Zeke. Aaron Jones looked good. Stephon Diggs, Tyler Boyd. George Kittle, a little bit hiccuped. I'm, I'm concerned about him, but you got to start him if he's in the lineup. Mark Andrews going double tight end here. I love that. And then Joe Burrow on Thursday night football um, up against the uh, – Cleveland Browns so um, we know how that one turned out but the rest of the lineup here Brady Elliott Jones Diggs Boyd Kittle and Mark Andrews I like the double tight end yeah I agree nothing I have no major concerns here I'm not I'm not gonna be worried about Tom Brady long term so uh, yeah I think I think you know if there's any question mark it's obviously the game that Tom Brady played but I don't again these things happen for those non-patriot fans uh, this is pretty typical for Patriot uh, games actually like we watched Tom Brady struggle early in the season and then they click by you know game three four and then before you know it they're fucking eight and one and that's just how it works so yeah uh, they're 11 and five and they take the yeah. number two seed and then they exactly. win the Super Bowl so yeah so just get used to that that's the way Tom Brady rolls look I mean you know in COVID 2020 I didn't ex- expect them to click right away I think everyone just really gasped with the weapons that he has around them yeah. they haven't left like they're still going to be there they're going to figure it out so yeah this would be a good correction game I would get nervous if they can't correct against Carolina that's when I'd start panicking not a ton but just a little bit yeah I do agree all right let's move on to Megatron versus Wolfpack aka T-Strain who I also know is a big supporter of the commish fantasy football podcast as well so shouts out to both megatron out in the uk i want to give a big shout out to megan again i did it the other day on the podcast but it, it, is, it is worth a second mention we moved uh the draft to cater to her a little bit more because she's in the united kingdom and she's eight hours ahead of me on the west coast she took the draft starting at midnight rolled till about 2 30 a.m I just want to say again, big shouts out to her for uh, for the commitment. And then our boy T. Strain on the other side, who I know is a big follower of the Commission crew as well on Twitter. So big supporters here in a big matchup. So I appreciate you both. Let's dive into this here. Megan is going with Patrick Mahomes, Chris Carson, Naheem Hines, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fant, DJ Chark, who I know you're a big fan of, Chris, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, interesting team. Um, no, no major... Uh... No major complaints overall. I'm going to be curious to see how they uh, the Colts use Naheem Hines. And um, also going to be curious to see if Gardner Minshew throws the ball more than I think 20 times it was. This, yep, 19 this, for 20. Yeah, 19 for 20, insane completion percentage. But, you know, uh, DJ Chark is going to need to get a bit more volume um, if he's going to be a threat in the wide receiver game. So um, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing that. Totally agree. You confident that Big Ben showed enough last week to get another start here? He's up against Denver. Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw very much, but he was pretty effective. 
Big Ben, I think, caught his caught his flow in that second half, man. And if Juju yeah. and Deontay can do their thing, I think Big Ben might be a steal of the draft this year. I agree. Yeah, I mean, we so I said we did a breakdown actually of Big Ben. Um, I don't know, not to get too long on this, but basically, if you averaged out all of Big Ben's um, seasons and kind of crunched the numbers, he finishes somewhere on average in like the quarterback seven or eight every single season. That's with his highs and his lows. So if you just average out all of his numbers. You know, you drafted probably a QB 15 overall this this past draft. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're going to get double that. So, you know, good good for you guys. Fantastic value. Let's jump over to the other side here. Wolfpack going with Lamar Jackson. So, look, man, here's that marquee matchup right away. Mahomes versus Jackson. They're almost – they're basically projected to have the same points. Mahomes versus Jackson in fantasy football. Love to see that. Austin Eckler, Raheem Mostert, Mike Evans, again, assuming he's healthy enough as well. T.Y. Hilton, Hunter Henry. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jared Goff. Yeah, he's got this uh, sort of high upside wide receiver situation going on here. So if he hits on all these guys, I mean, you know, there's a good shot he wins. Or sorry, she, is it, sorry, was it the? Yeah, uh, no, this is a T strain here. Yeah, so this is T strain. Yeah. He. All right, I want to make sure I got, got that right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I do think if he hits on all these wide receivers, he will likely win the week. But it is hard to determine if that's going to happen. So. That's just the question mark that you get with a Mike Evans and OBJ on your lineup. I agree. And again, both these guys could go, you know, 10 for 150 and two any given week. But we saw in the, in the first two games, I mean, they were probably, you know, accumulative, what, like six for, you know, 50. <laughs> and yeah, a, yeah. Accidental, sure. accidental fade touchdown from Brady to, to uh, Evans, but only, a, what is it, yeah. one reception for two yards or something ridiculous? Yeah. So, yeah. It'll I was be- <laughs> – I respect the, I was going to say, I respect the risk tolerance. That, yep, that he has. too, but you know, some people like to have their <laughs> rosters like that and you know, yeah. a little bit of a floor with Lamar Jackson and Raheem Mostert and T.Y. Hilton maybe, uh, but you got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of uh, high upside here. So we'll see what happens. But um, uh, Megatron 92 and Wolfpack, a big, uh, big matchup there. Big time followers. So shouts out to both of you. All right, let's jump into two more here. We got Weston and Team Shep. Weston got the W. Shep, unfortunately, took the L. We'll start with Weston here. Big supporter on IG, so shouts out to my boy Weston. Russell Wilson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, David Montgomery, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Higby, DK Metcalf, and Michael Gallup. He's also got uh, – oh, excuse me. He's got Michael Gallup in the super flex position, so he's uh, one of the rare teams, uh, except for his opponent, also does not have a quarterback in the super flex. So, again, anybody new to wow. super flex, you do not have to play a quarterback in super flex. You don't have to play a quarterback in super flex. It is highly recommended because generally quarterbacks score 20-plus for a receiver or running back to get there. It just takes a little more gusto. But, look, if your guys are, if your guys are cruising – you know, and you you get uh, eight receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown, you can outpace a quarterback for sure. But both of these guys going without a quarterback in the super flex, I didn't notice it until right now. That's pretty surprising. But let's do it one more time, Chris, for you. Wilson, CEH, DeMont, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Higby, Metcalf, and Gallup. Yeah, love the team. Um, dude, I love CEH. I mean, I hope this guy Jesus. fucking breaks the record. Uh, he, I love Ceh. I, I drafted him as many times as I possibly could. So uh, stoked that he's rostered him. Um, yeah, bold. Just bold, man. Bold, bold on the on the Gallup flex. So uh, very and it's exciting that they're both doing it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they have like a side bet or something going on. Like uh, we don't just, we just don't know about. But definitely bold and excited to see how that one turns out. I'll throw this out there real quick. Michael Gallup versus Atlanta Falcons. Daniel Jones, who we could play in that super flex against the Bears. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I it, it, again, respect to respect to these people who uh, who have more risk tolerance than I do because I I couldn't do it, but good for them. Fair yeah, enough. I'd obviously have to. I would play QB, but that's me. Fair enough. On the other side, unfortunately, Shep. I'm looking at his roster already. We'll talk about it here in a second, but he has already hit the injury bug. And as somebody or one or two players always in fantasy leagues get that, and unfortunately, it looks like it was Shep here. So going down the list, Cam Newton. Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Michael Thomas, womp womp, Juju Schuster, Darren Waller, Le'Veon Bell, womp womp, and Antonio Gibson as his super flex as well. He's got Jimmy G uh, available as his second quarterback against the Jets, but man, he has not made the swaps yet. He's probably just waiting for waivers uh, to clear out fully and see what he can do before the weekend and get some clarity on Michael Thomas. Le'Veon Bell's pretty much out already for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Michael Thomas. It, is most likely out for a couple of weeks as well. He has not made the changes yet. We can go through his bench really quick, Chris. I mean, we can help him out with his roster. He's got Jimmy G, Deshaun Jackson, Nikhil Harry, Jerry Judy, Cook, and Hawkinson. So there's a lot of names there. Well, let's just blaze through this really quick. Obviously, we love Newton. Chubb should bounce back. Gurley got his touchdown. He should be fine. Juju, two touchdowns. Love that he's doing well. And Waller, solid. Antonio Gibson, I like that because he needs a sub. Let's say that Thomas and Bell need to leave. He's got two open spots. We need to start one wide receiver, and then we have another flex here. Who are you going to go with, man? We got Jimmy G, Deshaun Jackson, Nikhil Harry, Jerry Judy, Cook, and Hawkinson. Yeah, I think I think you got to put your, you know, to, to sure up some floor, you have to put Jimmy G in. That's a, I don't know, that's a given. Um, I agree, against the Jets, and, too, who just got slam danced by Josh Allen. Yeah, agreed with that. And so, and they, actually, Jimmy G actually has a couple of favorable matchups coming up soon. So, my guess is that the the Forty Niners aren't going to make the same types of mistakes. I mean, Jimmy G just didn't look very good, so they'll probably clean that up. And and a good time to do that would be against the Jets. So, I think you have to play Jimmy G. And I do like Jerry Judy in this matchup uh, coming up soon. So he looks very good. Uh, as far as he is against Pittsburgh, which gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. And if Cortland Sutton comes back, I'm not sure he'll get as much work, but as a player, I did think he looked good as well, but at Pittsburgh, man, that that makes me a little bit nervous personally. No, that's fair. And I, and I do understand that. Uh, Yeah. Again, trying to, trying to navigate these, uh, the roster spots, but I just think, I just think that the way that um, they're going to have to keep pace with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think, I think you gotta, you gotta play someone that's going to get some volume here. Uh, and again, it depends on if Cortland Sutton's going to be out. Got to monitor that. But if he is, I mean, I think Jerry Judy is kind of the surefire situation. So you're the house Patriot fan, 30 seconds or less. How did you feel about Nikhil Harry in general? Nah, you know, I don't yeah. know. That's it. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's like, he look, yeah, all right. Okay. But you know, not quite, know. not ready, not ready to throw him in the fire. No, not yet. I mean, I'm not, I, I actually do have him in a few of my rosters hoping that he's going to, you know, get some upside here, but I don't know. I, I, it's tough to say, all right, I'll make this very brief. Cause I know that we're, we're talking a lot here about players specifically, but um, they obviously ran the ball a lot with Cam Newton. I think that this is more of like giving uh future defensive coordinator, something to chew on. My guess is they're going to start throwing the ball a little bit more as these games progress during the season. So I mm-hmm. think you're going to see Nikhil Harry warm up as far as fantasy value goes, but I think they want to show that Cam Newton can run if needed. So that's kind of how I read this past game. I like it. Nikhil Harry did look good. I watched a lot of this game, just 15 for 19 for Cam Newton. So again, not even 20 
attempts, but he did rush the ball 15 times as well there. So uh, I do think Nikhil Harry's got it. I liked him a lot last year before he got injured. I do think he's 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 got the number one in him. Obviously, it's Jules for now, but he did drop about three balls. That was just kind of, you know, being out there. So got to temper that, of course. All right, man, we have one more matchup here in the Rookie League, and then we're going to turn it over to the Vet League. Sack Attack up against Team Funk. Both of these guys, uh, let's see, Sack Attack took the L last week. Funk got the dub. We'll start with Sack Attack here. Matt Stafford, uh, CMC, J.K. Dobbins, love to see him in the lineup there. Your boy, Nuke Hopkins, Chris Godwin, assuming he clears concussion protocol. Ian Thomas, and every time I see A. Brown, my, my brain just goes to Antonio Brown. It's not, folks. It's A.J. Brown and D.J. Moore. So, again, neither one of these guys have a quarterback in their super flex. They both have receivers. One more time for you, Chris. Stafford, McCaffrey, Dobbins, Hopkins, Godwin, Ian Thomas, A.J. Brown, and D.J. Moore. Yeah, I love uh, I love the team sort of the player names. Um, look, for what it's worth, I I also drafted DJ Moore and AJ Brown in my home league. I had, was relatively high on them, definitely higher on AJ Brown. They definitely underwhelmed. Like, there's no question about it. Those two underwhelmed. And if you had them, and if you had both of them, you kind of got porked. Is so no did Godwin. And then, yeah, and then you have Godwin on top of that. So, like, I don't know. I feel like Sack Attack has a lot of great names on his roster. Um, I just think they all kind of had down week ones. I don't think those last. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess who's his flex quarterback? He could he have Ryan Tannehill or Garner Minshew. Ryan T- and they're actually playing each other. So, Ryan Tannehill versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Garner Minshew at Tennessee. They're both projected for about 19 to 20 points in this format. DJ Moore, who is a super flex uh, right now is at about 14. Uh, I would I would go with the quarterback for sure. And yeah, I probably I am going to go with Tannehill because I think that Tennessee defense is much uh, much better than than what the Colts were bringing at uh, Minju last week. Yeah, I agree with all that. I, I can't really put it in, in a better way. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Fair enough. Let's move over to the other side here. Team B-Funk bringing in Drew Brees. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Devin Singletary, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Rob Gronkowski, Sammy Watkins. You got to love that start in week two. We'll see what happens there. And the legend, that's right, folks, Dustin off the rust, the legend Larry Fitzgerald in week two gets a super flex start in this league. I love it. On the bench here, he does not have a second quarterback, period. So that's not even an option for him unless he were to pick somebody up. Uh, He does have CeeDee Lamb who could get more work with Blake Jarwin out. Austin Hooper, who could get more work without David Njoku, Brian Edwards. Um, that's about it. He does have a couple other injuries. So, again, Chris, for you, Breeze, Drake, Singletary, Thielen, Amari Cooper, Gronk, Watkins, and Larry Fitz. Yeah, love love the um, – I love that Thielen and Amari Cooper actually had great games as far as overall fantasy production goes. Um, I wouldn't say great for Amari Cooper, but I was pleasantly surprised given that they played the Rams, and I thought that he was going to get um, clamped by – uh, Jalen Ramsey all game uh, but that being said yeah uh, the only thing I'd say is you just got to fix the Rob Gronkowski tight end situation I just don't think he's the answer right now um, as far as uh, as far as the workload goes in, in Tampa I, he, he just needs more time yeah I agree uh, Breeze Thielen Rob Gronkowski and Larry Fitzgerald man this roster in 2016 is league winning <laughs> I, I, yeah. got, I, I gotta say it's it's pretty that's pretty impressive all right man we have made it through the rookie side of the uh, TCK Pod Listen League. We'll take a quick commercial break here, and then we'll dump into the veterans. I want to thank everybody for jumping in on the TCK Pod. 
fantasy football podcast. We always have a real good time here with Chris of the commission FFP shouts out to you and all your boys as well. We've become a, a real good family uh, over the last two seasons. And we always appreciate having you on uh, while we take a break here, Chris, can you please remind everybody again where we can find your content? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Go find us over on all the notable podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, and Google uh, podcasts. And of course on our website, www.thecommish.com. And of course uh, on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at the commission FFP. Boom. Love it. All right, buddy. Let's jump into the veteran league here. So, uh, you know, you're in this, we're in this, Lucas is in this. Lucas took it down last year. Um, obviously, we are all focused on dethroning him. Absolutely. Uh, we had a big move go down in fab in week one already. Um, again, we all played in the same league last year, so we all know each other and their tendencies pretty well. We do have fresh teams, and we did change the format, so we're also super flex, much like the rookies. And uh, let's break down the uh, matchups from last week and the, and the results, and then we'll jump into the roster breakdowns as well. So we'll start with my team here, 148, Drew Reb, who won the league two years ago. He, he got me 150, so I lost by two points and I had Ryan Tannehill going late. The uh, pass to A.J. Brown, your boy, slips <laughs> out of his hands, not only to win the game at the time for the Titans, but to win me my matchup, slips through his fingers. I end up coming up short, so unfortunately opened up the league uh, with, a, uh, with an L, but shouts out to my buddy Drew Reb, uh, well-deserved W there. Um, Thielen, my chub, one of the better uh, team names and the top score on the week. 163 to 126 over team no sue for you poppy sylvester p teasers coming in with 115 the champ is here aka lucas caser squeaks out a w in week one 117 115 team paul borowski who's actually been the runner-up both of the last two years in the tck pod league got a w opened up against d stancato former uh co-host of the tck pod Hayden Zeke, good friend of the podcast, 150 over uh, Mr. Pelkey. That's a 106 there, so it's a, the biggest defeat there. And then Brady for Prez gets the W against the Commish FFP, 141 to 128. Chris, before we go any farther, uh, not only did you unfortunately take the L as I did, but you lost to Brady, who is your dog. Like, what, what's what's the deal with that? Dude, uh, I'm not even so much worried about Brady. We, all right, so this is the thing about Sleeper, and I'm new to this. So uh, it tells you the percentage chance that you have to likely win the week. Going into Monday, I think I was up in by like, I, I think I was, I was supposed to win like 95% to 5%. So like I had the green going my way, and I'm like, yeah, I got this in the bag. It was basically uh, A.J. Brown versus Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton ripped my heart out and put it in a blender on Monday Night Football. That's there's no other way to put it. Like I, I just watched Darius Slayton crush my fucking week. So in the, and then fir- of course, in the first game, so you still had a chance, but then it didn't come through. It oh, went from rough. like, dude, it went from like ninety five percent my way to ninety nine percent his way, and I'm like, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> I just like two hours have gone by, and I'm like, I'm gonna lose this week. I was so sure we were gonna win. Insane. Ah, dude, it was disgusting. Brutal. It was, a second, it was a second touchdown, too. It was just like, uh, yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Yep. Yep. Let's That's run through goes. this. One through the first uh, first week standings. Of course, we just have one game here, but we'll do this every single week. Thielen, my chub, up at the top here, 163. Drew Reb, 
Hayden, Zeke, Brady for Prez, Borowski, and Lucas all get the first W's. Uh, myself, Chris, Nosu for you, uh, Curly, DeSancato, and Pelkey all suffered our first losses. Let's start at the top here, man. Let's go through my matchup here real quick, see if uh, you can help me with any roster moves. I'm up against Hayden Zeke, who has a great team this year. I actually love his draft. Um, I have Tannehill, your boy Mixon, Mostert, uh, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Jack Doyle, Odell Beckham, and Michael Gallup. Um, my bench, uh, I have some pretty solid moves here as well, but I don't think I'm going to move anybody in necessarily. Drew Locke, um, Tyrod Taylor, Kareem Hunt, Zach Moss, Tyler Boyd, and Paris Campbell, who I just got off of the waivers there, so I'm pretty good on my lineup, I feel. Anyway, uh, any, uh, any immediate reactions? Just FYI, I did try to go for players that I have been bigging up on this podcast for this particular league. So in another circumstance, I probably would have formatted my team a little bit differently, but I strictly went for Adams first, Mixon second, had to make sure I had Odell Beckham, got Raheem Mostert, uh, Calvin Ridley, Michael Gallup. These are guys that I've been big up in the entire summer. So I had to do it for this particular league. Uh, so I'm not loving my roster overall after last week, but I do believe in these guys long-term. Uh, Chris, are there any glaring holes here? No, I guess, uh, I mean, again, like I'm always a favor or I'm always in favor of starting quarterbacks in, in super flex leagues, but I see mm-hmm. you went Michael Gallup here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and obviously I understand that this is just because it's like the matchups just don't favor Drew Locke or Tyra Taylor mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, that's about it. Let's jump over to the other side, Hayden Zeke, uh, Russell Wilson, Zeke Elliott, Hollywood Brown, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Tyler Higby, Tyler Lockett, and Matt Stafford. Uh, his bench is pretty stacked as well. This is a real good team. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna lie. This is pretty, yep. pretty solid squad. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Even his bench is good. I'm like, I'm over here looking at like Russell Gage and Preston Williams and even Adrian Peterson after watching Swift blow the game for the Lions. I'm kind of like, damn. Like, you know, he's gonna get a lot of work. And he's got Gardner Minshew on his bench. I don't know. Good team. Yeah. You're 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 in for a tough matchup this week. I totally agree. And I actually misspoke. I, I saw M Brown and I went with Hollywood Brown. It's actually Malcolm Brown as a second running back here who did a great job for the Rams. So he's got Zeke and Malcolm Brown and then his wide receivers are stacked. He's got Julio Godwin, assuming he's healthy um, and then Lockett as well. Both of his uh, quarterbacks, maybe the best duo and in, in quarterbacks in the league here, Russell Wilson and uh, Matt Stafford. So um, best of luck to uh and Zeke, but man, I got to, I got to get a W here. I can't fall too, bo- too far behind. All right, next up, we have Thielen My Chubb and uh, Bobby Sylvester Teasers, a.k.a. Curly, who some of you know from two years ago when myself, Daniel, and Curly started the podcast before Lucas um, and the rest of the gang. It was the three of us, and uh, those guys are off to bigger and better things. They're actually uh, both professors at uh, Cal Berkeley and uh, Arizona State University, respectively, up and down the West Coast. I'm the Oregon guy, California and Arizona, but, um, you know, shouts out to my brother Curly there and uh, – Thielen My Chubb as well has been in the league for quite a while. All right, so Thielen My Chubb had the most points last week. He's got Aaron Jones, or excuse me, Aaron Rodgers, CEH, Ronald Jones, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Dallas Goddard, who gets the start here. We're going to start seeing that more commonly. Marquez Valdez Scantling, he's pulling in here with the stack with uh, Rodgers, and then he has Josh Allen as well. I want to note something really quick before we keep moving. I'm looking at his bench. As of this podcast, Nick Chubb. On the bench, Ronald Jones and CEH in the lineup, Nick Chubb on the bench. 
Yeah, I'm not necessarily even against that. Uh, although I do, I mean, I, I actually think this is going to be a good week for Rojo against Carolina, so I'm not necessarily against that. But I don't know that I would have benched Chubb for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, what do I know? I'm 0-1, he's 1-0, so... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Looks good to me, dude. Keep it up. <laughs> that's that's good analysis. I like that. He's winning. I'm not. He's probably yeah, right. I love it. Exactly. All right. Uh, Curly on the other side. Lamar Jackson, Kenyon Drake, David Montgomery, DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, John o. Smith, Deontay Johnson, and Jared Goff. Yeah, good team overall. I'm I'm actually pleasantly surprised with how well John o. Smith played. He, uh, as far as the tight ends go, stacks up nicely against Dallas Goddard. Again, the Allen Robinson situation doesn't make me feel all nice and warm. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. But I don't necessarily know that I like anybody on his bench to replace that. Maybe Allen Lazard, I suppose. Uh, and then DK Metcalf. I mean, the question really is, I mean, he looked great minus a few drops and slightly getting manhandled at the goal, uh, the line of scrimmage a few times when I first watched the game in the beginning. But he, you know, found his footing and, and obviously uh, popped off and, and had a great game. He's probably going to be the guy that gets Stefan Gilmore. So I don't know what that's going to look like this week. Although, I guess we'll find out what he's made of. Got it. Next up, we have Lucas Kaser going up against Nosu for you. Lucas got the W last week, squeaked it out against Curly just by two points. And uh, Nosu for you got the L, unfortunately. For Lucas, Dak Prescott, Derek Henry. DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, Julian Edelman, and Teddy B. Yeah, good team. I mean, you know, we talked about this when we were kind of breaking down Lucas's roster. It's uh, it's solid. It's good overall. I don't have any. I don't have too much to uh, to say about this one. So serious question, and I can't believe I'm asking this in week two. <laughs> I know this where is you're going a, with this. This is a legit question. Go ahead, Mitch Trubisky. Or Teddy Bridgewater as a superflex fourth quarter, Mitch. Uh, yikes! I don't know, man. I don't know. He's got I... Cortland Sutton now. We know that Lucas is the House Broncos fan. Cortland Sutton still, you know, battling that shoulder. If he's healthy, you got to throw him in there, right? But who do you take out? DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman. Pretty stacked at wide receiver. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I th- I like his wide receiver situation. I think if Cortland Sutton does play. I'd probably tell Keenan Allen. I just don't know that the game script is going to be in favor for the Chargers to uh, to connect very often. Um, people think that like you know they're going to be playing from behind, which they will, but that like that means that there's going to be a lot of offense out of the Chargers. I don't necessarily know that's going to be the case. So um, back to your Mitch Trubisky question. He's good for like he's good for one game a year uh, that give that where like, where like he puts up like five touchdowns. That could be this game. I'm just going to throw it out there. That could be this game. He might be worth a start across the board. Big Ben coming out of surgery, basically kind of coming out of retirement, a year off at 37 years old, rolled out of bed through three touchdowns against the Giants here. Mitch Trubisky threw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, Man, I think think the Tampa Bay defense is better than the Giants. I think I would go Mitch Trubisky over Bridgewater. But as we say here on the podcast – Lucas is 1-0. You and I are 0-1. <laughs> exactly. He, he probably knows what he's doing. All right, let's move over to uh, Team No Sue for you. Drew Brees, Christian McCaffrey, uh, J.K. Dobbins. I love to see J.K. Dobbins in a lot of these lineups, man. It's going to be interesting to see that tide turn there with Mark Ingram. Brees, McCaffrey, Dobbins, New Hopkins, A.J. Green, Travis Kelsey, Henry Ruggs gets the start, and the rookie, 
Joe Burrow. Yeah, good team. Uh, pleasantly surprised to see AJ Green play very well last week. Um, great. So looked great. Yeah, he did. He looked good. He was moving good. I mean, you know, had that push off, but 32 years old. What can you ask me? Allegedly. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, no, I, I think he's at a solid lineup, and I like that he's going Dobbins over Ingram here. It's good. Awesome. Let's move down the list here. We have uh, DeSancato going up for Brady for Perez. We'll start with DeSancato here. He got the L. Brady for Perez got the W. They're actually at 50-50 projection right now, which is interesting. We'll start with DeSancato. So we went up with Carson Wentz, uh, Barkley, Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, Evan Ingram, Hollywood Brown, for sure, Hollywood Brown, and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, I am obviously already said I was concerned about Evan Ingram, um, so I'm not going to change there. Yeah, uh, man. You also said you were concerned about Melvin Gordon potentially up against Pittsburgh. Carson Wentz played good for about the yeah. first three drives and then got his ass kicked. Deshaun Watson going up against Baltimore, Jarvis Landry. Is he the number one? Is he not? Saquon yeah. Barkley. I mean, it's got solid, some tough matchups. Solid good team, team but, but just good tough matchups this week, unfortunately for him. I do agree. Let's jump over to the other side. Brady for Prez. We got to start this up. Uh, he made a comment in our, uh, in our group thread overall. Um, he went out and spent 100% of his fab. So 100 fab on it. I want to make sure I get it correct here. Uh, I made a comment. Let's see here. Give me a second. I know it's a professional break in, in the laps here. Uh, he went out and got, let's see, I believe it was Heinz, but I want to make sure. Yep. Yes, sir. It looks like it is. Yeah. Naheem Heinz, Naheem Heinz, $100. So we have a hundred dollar fab budget, $100. He put out as a bid. The next highest was actually 37. Then it was 34. 22. I put in a bid for $21 just to match his jersey number. Kamish, I see, put in a bid for 15 and no so free put in for six. 100% of fab in the first week of using fab on Naheem Hines. Chris, I got to get your reaction on that. He's drunk. That's obviously what's <laughs> going on here. It's like, you know, I'd be drunk too if I beat me. You know, I'd be super happy. I'd be, I'd be partying all night. That would be the commish. Drunk with power, maybe. Just takes, Drunk with down, power. takes down the commish. Oh, yeah. Just starts little, little Wayne making it rain yeah. with, the, with the $100 bills. Just, exactly. That's oh obviously what's goodness, going on here. Man, There's no just, other explanation for this. He's, he's drunk on power, and I get it. You know, I'd be happy, too, <laughs> if, I won, if I won against me. And, uh, you know, he goes, and, he goes and picks up Naheem Hines for 100 bucks. So, oh there you go. Oh, my God, man. Just, just <laughs> win for it. And look, look, you mentioned earlier with a couple of these rosters, you appreciate kind of the risk-reward factor. That I love it. I love it. The, some of the cajones that, that are in this league. Oh, yeah. Uh, yo, I mean, look, you want to get your guy, you get your guy. And with Marlon Mack going down, I don't hate the pickup from Hines. But, yo, I mean, 50 bucks even probably would have been an eyebrow raiser uh, right <laughs> off the bat. But, look, man, you're going to get your guy. You're going to get your guy. So, respect, of course, you know, Brady, you know, we're, we're just busting your balls, of course. But, uh, no, you know, yeah, I, I think it's uh, – <laughs> he should have made a comment. He's like, uh-oh, I think you're going to call me out on the podcast because of my <laughs> my choice. I was like, oh, man, shit. <laughs> uh, of course we're going to call you out. I mean, we got to call you out. So, anyway, but, again – as we say on the podcast, he's 1-0, we're 0-1. Let's move on here, man. Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, Terry McLaurin, Darius Slayton, Zach Ertz, Naheem Hines for 100 bucks, and Phillip Rivers. Yeah, again, I mean, what am I going to say? I just fucking lost to this dude. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Darius Slayton, love the guy. Great. 
Hopefully he gets just two more touchdowns. There you go. Nah, he's got a good team. He's got a good team, obviously. He's got, you know, Cook Cook looks like he's in midseason form. Um, you know, Gurley provides a nice floor. Uh, Kyler Murray looks like Flash from the Incredibles. Uh, so <laughs> just overall, I mean, solid team. The only thing, obviously, is Zach Ertz, see what happens there. But I, he's got George Kittle on his bench, so I'm sure he'll swap that out depending on how the week goes. He also has Corey Davis, who had a nice first week, and he's got Antonio Gibson. I wouldn't play him over anybody he's got in the roster, but I think those are two nice kind of sit and see uh, of what happens. And, and he does have George Kittle uh, on the bench there just in case. So I think that's yeah. he's set up for, for quite a, a few dubs. Let's do one more here, man, and then we'll end with your matchup here. So let's go with Drew Reb and Pelkey. Uh, Drew Reb got the W over yours truly. Pelkey took the L on his side. We'll start with Drew Reb here. Cousins, Jacobs, um, David Johnson, Tyreek Hill, DJ Chark, Henry at tight end, uh, JT, and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, another situation where you got a, a quarterback um, not in the flex spot. So, yeah, I, I like the team. It, it, it just, you know, you got to hit on some of these guys. Like, when you know, when you draft Tyreek Hill, you, you need him to put up at least his, his uh, you know, his projections. But um, he didn't do that last week. You need DJ Chark to put up his projections. You need Stefan Diggs to put up their projections. So, yeah, I mean, he's just, he just needs to hit on all these guys and then, and then some in order to, I think, beat Pelkey because Pelkey's had a pretty solid team. I do agree. Let's jump over to that team. Daniel Jones, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Darren Waller, Devin Singletary, and Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's obviously here that he's favored to win, and, uh, you know, I just think – I just think overall the team is, has safer floors given their circumstances. He, they just have easier matchups as well. Like T.O. Hilton's playing Minnesota. They just got torched. Um, Darren Waller's playing New Orleans, which is not totally great against the tight end overall. Although they're good in general. Um, but, you know, even like Dwayne Haskins look pretty decent as far as a flex spot. Uh, excuse me, a flex spot. And, you know, he's going up against Stefan Diggs. So I think he can probably get him 15 points, no problem. I do agree. Let's move on to the last matchup, man. And it is you going up against the two-time defending runner-up. So, unfortunately, he has not won the league yet, but he has been second place twice, which, look, you can either think of it as second place is the first loser or second place is the next to be the winner. So, I appreciate that. Uh, my man, Pauly, um, coming in strong, man. He's always got a good team. Starts off again with a, uh, a win here. Unfortunately, the commish fell short. Let's start with Pauly on this side here. We got Mahomes. Eckler, Benny Snell, not James Conner, Benny Snell over 100 yards, Amari Cooper, Juju Schuster, Hayden Hurst, Marvin Jones, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good players here. Uh, I think I think Austin Eckler is going to be his X factor, not Benny Snell. I mean, although if Benny Snell has a good game, then uh, Chris Carson better put up a good game for us. But yeah, I, I just think his running backs need to have decent games. Um, his wide receivers are, are solid. Uh, quarterbacks are solid. Tight end solid, so, yeah. He does have James Conner on the bench, who is projected at 13 right now, Benny Snell at 8, but he is going with uh, Benny Snell right now. If James Conner's healthy, I wonder if he would put him in or just stick with mm. uh, Benny Snell. Uh, we'll see what happens. He also has Cam Newton uh, on the bench as well. Chris, we'll end up with you, my man. You are going with Matt Ryan, Miles Sanders. Again, should be healthy enough to get that start. I'd like to see that after uh, week one in Boston. Scott is just got a lot of hype. Not the answer. <laughs> Matt, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Uh, Miles Sanders. Chris Carson. Two nice scores there, but not much else other than that. And uh, Anthony Miller with one of the best catches overall in the, in the, on the week. Happened to be a touchdown. 
your boy AJ Brown, uh, Austin Hooper, Will Fuller, and TB12. Yeah, so, I mean, if we can just get some decent floors from Tom Brady and Matt Ryan, I'll be happy with that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about the running back, my, my running back situation here. So, I, I, we need Miles Sanders to have a good game. Nervous about that offensive line in Philadelphia. Also nervous about Chris Carson against New England. I guess the upside for New England is that, like, they're typically not a great run-stopping defense. So, uh, upside there, we are obviously eating the Michael Thomas L here. Yeah. So, we put in Anthony Miller, which I went out specifically to draft him because I had very – I was confident um, prior to the season starting that uh, he was going to end up in the slot with, um, with a new role effectively different than last year. So, it looks like he's taking that up. Uh, dude, I need A.J. Brown to become A.J. Brown at some point. So, has a bit of a knee issue. I'm hoping that that clears up. Uh, we're going to have to monitor that. And then if Will Fuller doesn't play Hammy, I think we'll be fine in our flex spot. So, we should be, we should be okay. It's going to be – this is going to be a close one. I think so. I agree. I agree. Best of luck to you, my man. I hope we can both get W's so we can get it back to 500 and, and start fresh, man. I hope everyone stays healthy for you. And frankly, everybody stays healthy for everybody. Of course, we know that's not going to happen. But man, fantasy football is just so much better. The NFL is so much better when we have our high-powered star athletes healthy. And uh, it was a pretty brutal week one. A lot of that had to do with just not being in there for preseason. A lot of that had to do with these guys just, you know, in, in new situations. Um hitting top speed for the first time and pulling hammies uh, and, and some pretty, some pretty rough situations. The non-contact injuries like Blake Jarwin or uh, Marlon Mack are, are really the worst to see. Like they were literally weren't even touched when they went down and uh season yeah. for both of them, unfortunately. So uh, blessings to those guys. And I hope everyone can stay healthy. Hey, Chris, the first of many, man, we've got, you know, 16 more, well, 15 more of these uh, coming up down the <laughs> pipeline. It's always a pleasure, man. I really appreciate you. I know it's uh, it's almost tomorrow on your side of the country. So I really appreciate you uh, staying up late with me and not knocking this out shouts out to all the rookies all the veterans and big up for the support for the tck pod listener league make sure to jump into the chat rooms in the sleeper app make sure to follow us on instagram fantasy football underscore tck pod on twitter at tck underscore pod leave a rate and review on your favorite podcast and please tell a friend find all of our rankings and articles at tckpod.com before we get out of here man cb let them know where we can find you yeah, definitely. And super pumped that we're actually getting into uh, the fantasy football season. It's the best time of the year leading up until, you know, the fall, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of that. Love it. I'm very excited that we're finally here. So yeah, go find us uh, over at any, again, any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, and Google, uh, the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. And of course, on our website, www.thecommissbrand.com. Go subscribe to our playbook. And then of course, go find us on social media at the Commish FFP. Always a pleasure, my man. Give hugs and hand pounds to your boys on the side. I'll do it as well on ours. Best of luck, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Best of luck on Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday. We'll catch you next week on the TCK Pod, a.k.a. Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. For my brother, Chris Benavides of the Commish FFP, I am your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.